With nearly 8 billion people on the planet, it would be improbable to find two of them that would agree on absolutely everything. Our culture can be so explosive towards these differences. We often take a disagreement as a personal attack and therefore fight back to protect our own opinion or beliefs. But is there actual value in disagreement? If so, how do we learn to disagree and still maintain healthy life-giving relationships? Well, that's what we're getting into in today's episode. We hope you enjoy this conversation and take something from it that will add value and life to your relationships. Come on, let's get into it. Hi, I'm Melody Hilton. And I'm Joel Hilton. And I'm Katie Stansfield. And thank you for joining us on another episode of Life Exchange. Today's topic is one I think that our whole world um, needs to hear and is asking. (laughs) And that is, um, how do we disagree while maintaining honor? Which... I mean, you could just stop it right there. That is the question, isn't it? How do we, how do we live in this world with people that we don't agree with that um, are so totally different than us, have totally different worldviews, completely different paradigms, and um, see them for valuable as valuable individuals who have something good to bring to the table um, and still walk in love and value and honor towards them. So. Um, I don't know that we'll cover this, you know, entirely today, but we will do our best. Um, So do any of you have any opening thoughts here? Well, and I think it is not just for society in general Mm -hmm. or extended relationships, but even in the partnerships like what we have in that, how do we have that healthy life exchange when we might view things from different perspectives or even actually disagree on something. Yeah, which we do, believe it or not. (laughs) We do not all share the same thoughts and opinions. Well, if you can't live in some level of honor with people that you disagree with, you're not going to be able to function with peace. Exactly. I think it's necessary because if you're so worried about other people's thoughts, their actions, um, you're you're always going to be in in turmoil. Yeah, either worried about it or not worried about it, and you're just plowing through people, which yeah. is also not going to bring peace to your life or relationships. Yeah, and that understanding that it can be powerful for a marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, parenting and kids, because guess what, your kids could have completely different perspectives, especially in their maturation process. You know, they're thinking, and you know, they have a lot of input externally, and so they begin to disagree with what mom and dad says. Or so it's it's important to say how do we navigate that in such a value, valuing or honoring way, yeah. so it doesn't divide. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. important. So even what you were just saying there kind of leads us into our first question. Um, you know, we are all growing and maturing and learning our um our sense of agency and individuality, um, which is a good thing. Uh so let's talk about firstly, what is the value in disagreement? Well, uh I look at two areas of disagreement. Uh, one is the inability to approve of something, and the other is agreeing. So are we talking about having an idea, an opinion, a belief that we are agreeing or disagreeing on mm-hmm. that we need to hear uh, feedback from so we can grow from somebody else's perspective? 
or does it deal with something that we need to approve of in action or in direction or in decision making? So those are like two different areas because one is opinion, the other is an action. And we don't want to do anything action-wise that we cannot connect our heart to. So we have to uh, be able to navigate disagreement in both of those areas so that we can do the right thing as well as connect in heart. So when you say valuing disagreement or where's the value in disagreement, is is that kind of like you should eat your vegetables kind of thing? (laughs) It's like this is important because it's good for you, but you don't necessarily like it kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I guess I just, if we're going to come at something, um, let's try to look at all sides of it. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, but is there value in disagreement? Because I think, you know, at face value, most people just say, well, I disagree. And that causes the conflict. But if you can actually see the value in it, then yeah. it, it might not cause conflict as much or unhealthy conflict as much as it does healthy conflict to help you actually grow and um, connect with others. And we talked about us not always agreeing, but in the midst of that, we have a healthier direction in what we do, but we also have a greater heart connection in what we do because we all bring our views or our ideas or our passions, you know, all to the table and we process through so that we can really proceed in a much better way than if just one of us gets what we want the way we want because nobody sees everything through this perfect lens. And so it really helps us to be able to even navigate uh, the way we think, the ideas we have, the opinions that we have because we all, what, know in part? Yeah. And and because we only know in part and we value the disagreement, it allows us to actually do better and be better. Mm-hmm. One of the things that or one of the value that you can get out of di- uh, disagreement is it's a great revealer. Mm. Oh, good. Yeah. A lot of times if, if you're in a relationship and there's no adverse, like, any type of conflict, then how Mm. real is that relationship? How honest is that relationship? So I think disagreement is a great revealer. Mm -hmm. Uh, One aspect that it reveals is character. Yeah. So sometimes you don't really know who a person is until you've seen how they act in the midst of adversity. I can't even talk. Adversity. (laughs) Adversity. Thank you. Yeah. Like, Things can be all hunky-dory and uh, rainbows and sunshine, uh, but what happens in the relationship when you're going through a difficult time? Mm-hmm. That that's going to really show who who the who the other person is. Yeah. And really who we are, how mm-hmm. we respond, yeah. what's going on inside of us. You know, it's not what we might choose not to say or what we choose to say, but how are we feeling about that? What is the thought process going on inside of us when someone actually does disagree with us? Yeah, pressure really pushes impurities Mm. to the top. Yeah, Mm. the toothpaste tube getting squeezed. Oh, I didn't know that was in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I think I'm always an advocate for getting in a space that is not your your typical space. I think we could probably all think of like a TV show or a movie where... 
maybe somebody grew up in middle America, country town, small town, and thought that the world was one thing. And then they went to the big city and their whole world was thrown for a loop or vice versa. Because what we're around, what we tend to curate our world with is that which agrees with us. Um, And then we start to create a whole uh, worldview mm-hmm. based upon what we know or what we've created, but that isn't the full picture. Um, and I love, you know, we, there's so many like personality profiles and all the different things to categorize us into different groups. Um, and the thing is God made all of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he created all of us in all of our many colors Um I have a friend who calls me and my sisters the, um, the, oh, now I forget what she said. It's like the, the Stansfields of many colors or something, because <laughs> we're all from the same parents, so very different. Um, and that is good. That's actually the way God made it. And I love how, um, Jesus, when he's selecting his team, his A team, right? His 12 disciples, he picks ones who are drastically different, who are on opposing teams, yes. who come at, at things that come at the world. They come at, um, the gospel, religion, they come at everything from completely different angles. And Jesus picked them for yeah. a reason. He didn't pick ones who were all the same. Um, and so to me, the value in disagreement is you're going to see different sides of the heart of God. You're going to see um, the way that he created. You know, I feel like um, it's like a prism you shine a light on it and it reflects, it refracts these light all over the place and and they're different colors and different, um, you know, sizes and shapes. And all of that is God. It's God created. Um, and so the value in seeing in, in the disagreement is that it might disagree with your opinion or hurt your feelings, but it's not necessarily disagreeing with God or perfection or what he's created. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important, and maybe this is probably more for later, but we could disagree, but that has nothing to do with the person. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that uh, when I can value the person and honor the person in the midst of a disagreement really shows the depth of heart connection, relationship, trust, um, and and what we can accomplish together. I really believe there's power in that. And power literally means the ability to have an impact or to have an effect. Mm-hmm. And so in the midst of our disagreements, that's where we're positioned to have the greatest impact, yeah. the greatest effect when we can connect in heart, partner together in the uniqueness of our diversities and the uniqueness of our positions of, uh, of opinions, then really we can reach more people and do greater things yeah. through that. Yeah. One of the values of disagreement is that it really has the potential to purify us. And one of the mm-hmm. things, potential is really a big word, right? Mm-hmm. So, so potential is it gives someone the opportunity mm-hmm. to do something. So disagreement has the potential to deal with irritants. And once those irritants are dealt with, then hopefully the the relationship will flourish. Now, I will say unresolved issues will hamper Mm -hmm. moving forward. Mm -hmm. 
a lot of times in relationships, even if you're working with someone, if you have unresolved issues and they might not be big ones, but they go unresolved, it's going to affect your ability to connect with that person, but it's also going to affect how you connect with uh, the person to accomplish a goal, Mm -hmm. right? So we have to be willing to deal with unresolved issues, those irritants in our relationships. Mm -hmm. So when we disagree, it has the potential to purify. Mm -hmm. Like I said, potential being a big word. Yeah. um, If we allow it to or do it in a healthy way. Yeah. Yeah. And it can really bond us um, in that it's purifying us. It's purifying our connections with other people. So yeah, that's really good. And it also reveals honesty, right? Mm-hmm. Like I said, if if the relationship is perfect, I don't know how honest that relationship is. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, when you are in the honeymoon stage, everything is kind of perfect. Mm-hmm. But then maybe uh, two days later <laughs> or maybe a month later, you start realizing, hey, there, we, we don't always agree on, on things. So honesty is really a good foundation to build upon mm-hmm. in I relationships. Watched, I watched this show one time and uh, it was this couple, they had just moved on to a, a ranch or something. Of course they did, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but they had Sounds married, like a Hallmark movie. Yeah, I don't remember, yeah. but they had been married for like two years and she was a therapist and they'd been married for two years and they had never had an argument at all. And they have an argument and they go to a, she goes to a friend and they go, you're a therapist and you have never, you haven't had an argument your entire marriage. She's like, you guys are lying to each other. (laughs) So, um, I always ask young couples when they're, you know, pre when they're just dating, uh, and they're kind of working towards marriage. I said, have you fought? Because that's going to tell you a lot about, uh, one, the honesty that you're living in with that other person. Uh, and also, what is what are you going to put into this relationship to make it work, to work through those things? Because like you said, when you squeeze the toothpaste tube, it comes out. You're going to have to work through those things in order to grow together. And I would say most people desire a relationship that is built on honesty. Yeah. You know, I remember hearing this one country song one time that is basically saying, I want you to lie to me. (laughs) (laughs) That would not be a healthy relationship, right? So I would say most people want it based on truth. They want it based on honesty. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, I know what you're saying, Katie. I I probably disagree a little bit because I don't know if arguments are healthy. Disagreement is healthy and how we work through that disagreement is healthy. But when I hear the word argument, it almost sounds like it's heated, it's emotional, it's fear-based, and has a little volatility to it, has a little bit of manipulation to it. So I don't necessarily believe that, not that that doesn't happen in relationships or in marriages, but I don't think that that is an indicator of whether or not it is an honest relationship. I think it's very important to communicate, to be honest about our communication, but to doing it in a respectful, honoring way, not an emotionally charged, and I use the word emotional hijacking way, because boy, words can fly out that um, can harm and hurt. And then you have to go through, you know, just the 
the pain of processing through what this person you love just said to you when it's not even what they believe or what they mean, but they were angry or they were fearful or whatever it was. So um, I believe we should disagree uh, with the motivation to work through to understanding and honesty, but I do struggle with arguments or fighting. I don't think we have to fight to have a healthy relationship. I don't think we have to have heated arguments to have a healthy relationship. Well, and that's not why that I, that's not going to happen yeah. at times. But I don't think that is a prerequisite to have an honest well, relationship. I, I think that I think it's a language issue there. Yeah, yeah it could I, be. You know, I'm not talking about emotional throwing a fit. Right. I'm talking about are you able to work through something? Because yes. if not, if you're never coming up against a disagreement and being able to work through that one, I think that's probably a big sign of codependency um, that someone is, they're afraid Mm -hmm. to be themselves. So yeah. 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 Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. I think we're we're agreeing. We're just using different language. I'm not talking about flying off the handle. That's never appropriate, but um, more the disagreement aspect. Yes. yes. (laughs) And that's why I said that Disagreement has a potential value. Yes, it does. We depending, just modeled it, right? <laughs> well, depending upon how you handle it, yeah, will determine if it has value or not. Another interesting thing about disagreement is that it has a shelf life. It has an expiration date. That's good. I, I've realized that if things go unresolved uh, and they they never get dealt with it's going to really hinder your relationship if they're never talked about. Mm -hmm. So I would say if there is a disagreement, if there is conflict, the longer you wait, the more it has the potential to sour the relationship. Mm -hmm. That's really good. So like I said- That's your codependency thing you just talked about, Katie. Yep. Yeah, so it has an expiration date. Mm -hmm. Like, have you ever been in a, a relationship where someone says, hey, I need to talk to you? And you're like, okay. Three years ago when you said this, <laughs> I don't remember it. I'm sorry. It really hurt. I'm I'm sorry, but I don't even remember. You don't eat. And they're almost hurt that. You, it didn't impact you. The <laughs> it way didn't it impact them. you. But yeah, it was three years ago. It was two years ago. It was even a week ago. I think uh, in some form or fashion, you have to put a time limit on if yeah. it's even worth uh, bringing up. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's good. (laughs) Well, you know, I think in it, choose your battles wisely too. recognize, okay, that was communicated. We're probably getting into more instead of just disagreements for advancement purposes, but uh, to recognize, is this worth even addressing? Because one, if I really know the person and I know there is mutual love and honor, then some things you know, that could be a bad day. Just let it drop. It's not a big deal. Well, some disagreements get worked out by your own internal. Like if you do that in a healthy way. Yeah. Yeah. I would say one of the ways that you know you need to actually communicate is if it's a feeling, a strong feeling that you can't shake. Yeah. Or if it's hindering advancement. Mm -hmm. You know, what we have together is... uh, not necessarily sabotaged, but maybe hindered, you know, by us not communicating. Well, know, that's what I was saying. Through. Even yeah. small disagreements, even small yeah. conflicts, if they go, uh, if they're not dealt with, they will hinder the 
relationship or the partnership in some way, form or fashion. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that dealt with sometimes is with the other person Mm -hmm. and probably twice as many times it's dealt with within yourself. Yeah. I used to like that strong emotion would be evoked quite often. And then I would, I would bring that up to the other person quite often. Mm -hmm. And they got to the point where they were like, I just, I don't know. I don't know how to fix this until I realized it was, it it was me. (laughs) It was was me. So, well, we went a lot longer on that than I thought we would. Do you have any other thoughts there? Well, one thought, and I think it leads us into our next point or question is that disagreement will only be valuable if you see value in the other person. Right. That's good. That's good. That's exactly right. Just... So I threw you the the softball. Very good. I I threw the softball so that you could (laughs) tee it off, and so. Well, I I wasn't expecting that profound statement, so I gotta take a second, soak it in, Selah. Should I say it again? (laughs) (laughs) I got it. Okay. All right. So our next point here is the the title of the episode. How do we disagree? Since we've talked a lot about disagreeing and the value of it, how Mm. do we disagree while maintaining honor? Well, you're Miss Validation. Why don't you start us <laughs> off? Well, I think we have to look at our highest goal, our highest objective, and that is uh, unity of heart and unity of purpose. So if we're really going to be working together, having life exchange, advancing together uh, as a team, as a relationship, then one, we have to put the matters of the heart a priority to have the unity of heart. And you know what? You can have unity of heart and not agree on everything. Yeah. Because I'm connected to the person. Mm -hmm. And we can have unity of purpose even if we don't agree on all the particulars of how that purpose is going to lay out. And I think it's so important to recognize if we hold those two things in our heart and we will not allow a disagreement to violate those things then we can confront anything. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we always have to, probably more, I'm saying this more from a corporate perspective, but we always have to put people above productivity, people above profitability. So we do have a purpose. We have a goal. There's things we want to accomplish, but when it's all said and done, we must value that person, period. Mm-hmm. We must look at one another through the eyes of the Father and value who they are intrinsically, but also see that what they bring to the table carries so much value that I cannot see what I carry as having more value than what you carry. Mm-hmm. And my how-to has to trump your how-to. <laughs> or, In what realm are you talking about? Yeah. Because in the business realm, if you don't do your job, you should get fired. Well, (laughs) you know what I mean? Well, the fact is, uh, you have to recognize if you put the value of the person above what they produce, it has been proven that a company who values the people above productivity, the people will produce 40% more. Why? Because lovers outwork workers. Mm -hmm. If someone really values me, I want to give more. I want to invest more because they're not just trying to take something from me to increase their bottom line. I get to be a part of the equation of mutual 
partnership and success. So it's more of a mindset. It's not saying you ignore lack of productivity. You don't ignore that, but when you recognize if that person is valued and what they bring to the table is valued, they're going to have more of a personal motivation to give their level best. Yeah, I think that's creating a culture of that. Yes. But if, if in business, and maybe I'm wrong with this and you're more experienced, and <laughs> I'm just thinking from a practical sense, if someone is not competent in their job, their their attitude doesn't align with the culture, you're not paying someone just to be there. Correct. And that's why you have to do all the grunt work before you hire them. Sure. So when you as... I'm just saying when you when you talk how you answered that question, I was just thinking that more fits into a ministry. No, it definitely fits into business. It's kind of what I do in my business. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, you were very right in communicating. It's about developing that culture. And those businesses, business owners, executives, corporate structure, when they do the upfront work and they establish that culture and pe people connect, <clears throat> excuse me, they connect to the core values of an organization, the purpose of that organization, you know, the mindsets of the culture. Uh, you're going to know really quickly if they're going to love that and celebrate that mm -hmm. or they're going to buck it. And you don't, you don't hire somebody who doesn't come into alignment with that. And and when they do that, up because front, people are completely honest when they uh, interview. <laughs> well, uh, when there are ways you can find these things out, you sure. know there there are, there are different things that you can do to really determine. Because especially in today's culture, with uh, a mass exodus of people, mm -hmm. you know, leaving jobs because mm. they're focused on what they want, when they want, how mm. they want it. Mm. Um, they're going to be a little bit more honest when they go looking for a job because mm -hmm. they're just not going to take anything. And people's mindsets are really changing in why I work, where I work, how I work, and what I get out of work. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that might be egocentric, it might be self-centered, which it is, but the fact is, if someone comes in, we need to be able to, and you can't always do it 100% of the time, but for the most part, if you do that upfront, you can kind of eat the hay, spit out the sticks, and recognize who can be a good fit for your organization. Because the fact is, people come into our church when they see our values mm -hmm. and they see our code of conduct and they love it, they want to be a part of us. If they see it and they don't like it, they won't stay. So we've got to put all that on the table. In fact, um, I'm a subcontractor under uh, a business owner that does high-level business contracts, uh, governmental contracts and military contracts. And he goes through all this, uh, you know, upfront grunt work. And it is so amazing because he attracts people that want that company culture. And what's so amazing is now they're recognizing that the culture not just empowers the work environment, but it actually benefits their personal life. So now they're like doubly invested into that company and they will leave a better paying job to serve 
and to partner in an organization that is going to bring them a greater quality of life. I think all I'm saying is in the business realm, at the end of the day, if it's not a fit, it, think, the relationship will cease. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, ministry definitely. is very different than business. Personal relationships are very different than business. Business, at the end of the day, I think, yes, we should create cultures where there is validation and and the things that you talked about. But at the end of the day, a business is a business. Correct. Right? Mm-hmm. I think that's my point. Right. And if if someone, what they bring to the table, they don't have the ability to do what you need them to do, well, then it's not a fit. It's a business, um, not a charity. Yes. Yeah. But when when the leaders of that business really value the person, they even handle that in a very, very healthy way. Agree. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we got a little bit off topic We there. sure did. You, you got me <laughs> well, into we, my... Well, we talk about into... we need to be more spontaneous <laughs> and not just give like And yeah. you got facts. me into my corporate <laughs> mode. <laughs> And, and for any business person out there, yes, <laughs> recognizing, that was for you. And that was for you, yeah. <laughs> Speaking from a place of ignorance, because I haven't been in the business world for a long time, so. <laughs> no, it's not ignorance. And in fact, a lot of people, they function under old models of hierarchical leadership that you come in, you do what I say, how I want it done, blah, 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 rather than saying, what does this person carry and how can I put them in a position where they can really enjoy what they do? I think those things are important. I'm just yeah. saying at the end of the day, a business isn't going to keep someone around that... Hinders productivity. Yeah, exactly. All right. right. Let's take this down to a very baseline <laughs> response because there's Pull a lot of nuance. See yeah. how we need each one here. <laughs> So because just as a person, not as a leader necessarily, not as a person in any particular field or sphere of influence, just as a human being, um, how can we disagree? Because whether you are close to that person or have never met them, um, they're not going to know your values. They're not going to know your stance, your opinions. They, they don't necessarily have to know anything about you. I think at the very baseline of this uh, question of how do we disagree while maintaining honor is that you have to keep the greatest commandments. We have to love God, love people. If though, If all of the law and the prophets hang on those two things, then they are of utmost importance for us yes. to direct our lives. So that means that I can completely disagree with someone. I can disagree with their actions, with their belief structure, with the way that they live their lives, um, with the way that they treat others. I can completely disagree with all of that and still love them because that is as a believer, my highest call, it's actually what I'm commanded to do. So if I can maintain that position of love above all else, that does not mean that I'm not going to deal with the issues. If it's somebody that I'm close with, it does not mean that I'm going to join someone's side. It doesn't mean I'm going to change my beliefs. It just means that I can, I do have the ability um, and, and I have the calling to love someone even when I don't agree with them. Yes, because love and honor is an intentional choice that I make. Yeah. Because that's an attribute 
of our God. Mm-hmm. And as you said, what's the what's the commandment or the golden rule? Treat others as you want to be treated, right? Mm-hmm. You know, love others as you know as we want to be loved. And so it's I think it's so important that we choose to live a life that intentionally values, honors, and celebrates others. Yeah. One thing I like to say is that honor reveals your character, not the other person's. Very good. Yeah. Very good. And so when you honor someone, it, it really says nothing about the person that you're extending the honor to. And it's not about their opinion either. Sure. <laughs> and obviously it's easier to honor someone that is honorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right, even Jesus talks about that, mm-hmm. uh, loving those who love you. You know, uh, loving those who uh, give the, can return something back to you. Mm-hmm. But so honor has nothing to do about the per. It's coming from who you are. Yes. So it reveals your character, not not the other person. Actually, in the Bible, he's talking. He's he's speak. Jesus is speaking, and he says, "Well, even the world loves those yeah. who love yes, them." Yes, exactly. He says, "There's no way that the world is going to be able to differentiate my followers from the rest of the world mm-hmm. unless you live to this higher standard of actually loving your enemies." Yeah. Yes. So that's so. How good. do you honor in disagreement? It 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 start. It's an internal job first. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's what's going to determine, it's what's going to separate us from the way that the world lives. Yeah, it's being that living epistle read of all men, right? Mm -hmm. We're we're keeping the main thing, the main thing. And because a lot of times we can violate the main thing Mm -hmm. because of our opinion. Yep. And so the focus is on seeing what has uh, eternal value, what is heaven's perspective, on this. Mm-hmm. And really, if you think about it, Jesus was not all worked up about many of the things that the church is worked up about in contemporary society, right? Uh, what he yeah. focused on was the main thing. He came to seek and save those who were lost. Yeah. I mean, Peter chops off a guy's ear. Yeah. <laughs> thinking that he's doing the right thing, yeah. thinking that he is standing up for his man. Yeah. And Jesus is like, what are you doing? <laughs> That is not what we're here for. Um, so, he, and the he, sons of thunder, let's call down fire and burn yeah, them up yeah. like Elijah did. for a righteous purpose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And because you don't know what spirit you are. Yeah, of. yeah, yeah. We we just got to choose. Well, that kind of goes into something else. I wanted to add to how can you how can we disagree while maintaining honor? And I think uh, on a practical sense, it's keeping your emotions in the passenger seat and not letting them take over the wheel. Yeah. Um, because oh, that's good. I think that is what just gets us in most trouble: is our emotions um, get the best of us, and like the sons of thunder, we do and say crazy things. Um, so checking your emotions don't make these don't don't make big decisions. Don't make, um, don't say things you're going to regret later. It's just managing your emotions, which I won't go deep into because that will take a whole episode. <laughs> but and well, most emotions, it's fear based, and so the fear overrides wisdom. Yeah, and then we look back and say, "Oh, I wish I wouldn't have said that," or "I wish I wouldn't have said it that way." Yeah, and then we we have more we have to clean up. Right. Yeah, for sure. Some other practical things that I was thinking of to answer this question is the first one was refrain from name calling. Yeah, very good. Mm -hmm. 
So when you name call, you're associating a person with the problem. You're saying that your, your opinion is who you are. And so when you name call, you actually put the value of the person based upon their opinion. Mm -hmm. And so if you hate the opinion, then you're going to hate the person. And I think saying things like, you always, or oh, you yeah. never. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. We weren't allowed to say that growing up. Oh, weren't you? Mm -mm. <laughs> Actually, my mom would have let us just punch each other. She, in fact, sometimes if one of us punched, she would say, punch him back. I know, very not today's mm -hmm. culture. But uh, we were 100% not allowed to name call. That was like, punch him in the face before you call him a name. <laughs> So, words yeah. can and do hurt. <laughs> yeah. And you're not going to resolve the problem if you associate the person with the problem. Exactly. Because then the person's the problem. Yeah. That's exactly. And, and the so only you'll way never to get honor, rid of the problem is to get rid of the person. Yeah. Well, that's how a lot of atrocities have happened in yeah. society. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the first things that, you know, dictatorships or, you know, um, evil people, they have to de dehumanize. Dehumanize, Dehumanize yeah. people to actually yeah. fulfill their evil plans. That's the whole cancer call, culture thing. Yeah. yeah, It's like, we disagree, so we have to cancel them. Yeah, mm -hmm. And we just get, get them out here so they can't influence others. And it is such a devaluing, dehumanizing, you know, way of functioning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another uh, uh, practical thing that we can do is refuse to assume the worst. Because yes. once I assume the worst, I've already made the decision yep. and plan to attack. Wow, that's <laughs> yeah. good. So if I already come into a disagreement, um, assuming the worst of people's intentions, I'm going to be ready for a battle mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, rather than coming in seeking understanding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I think that we can do is, and this really comes back to opinions, but don't think too highly of yourself. <laughs> Right, you're not. If what do you, you mean? If you can, I'm the best. I'm awesome. <laughs> my opinion trumps everything. <laughs> oh my my opinion is blah 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 blah. And see what happens is when you think too highly of yourself. Well, what happens then? You start devaluing someone else That's because exactly all right. the energy is going into your thoughts, your opinions, your perspectives. And so, uh, if your opinion, well, think of opinions in this way, right? So opinions is just your perspective on the problem. And there could be other ways to look or there could be other perspectives towards this problem. Uh, and I know there's always certain topics that people say, well, there's no other way to look at it. And that, that could be true in some things. But I think in a general rule of thumb, don't, don't think too highly of yourself. And you do know? we just come together to talk about the problem or do we bring the problem to the table to say what solution can we bring? Yeah, it, are you bringing up the problem to actually resolve it? Or are you mm -hmm. bringing up the problem just to state your opinion and, you know... And if we don't have power to resolve it, mm -hmm. then why bring it to the table? Because mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it just feeds negative ways of thinking and just... I thought we weren't going to talk about internet... Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, that's not just internet. It's, I know. It's I'm anything. Just... Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 a... I get what you mean about not bringing it into that big sense, but I think it's such a part of our culture. It's, it's almost worth, you know, mentioning because 
Yeah, I'm just saying how I live my life. I mean, I don't even remember the last time I posted something. (laughs) If I post something, it's generally a meet, like a GIF, you know, in response. Well, I do the whole social media thing, but it's not for these big conversations. It's to take, make quotes and things that have (laughs) truth for leadership and, you know, valuing humanity and just planting seeds. It's a way that I plant seeds. And, Honestly, uh, I I use social media, and I I mean I'll in fully engage in it. I, I'm the millennial of us here, <laughs> but um, I think for me, you just recognize when I read something of, that a stranger wrote, and I'm immediately triggered. Then I get the opportunity to choose what I'm going to do with that. I can just respond, or I can learn to not let that take over my faculties, (laughs) to let it take over my life. Because guess what? We are going to disagree with people. That's okay. Whether it's on the internet or people I'm very, very close with, we have to learn how to do this for Mm -hmm. ourselves. Each person has to take the responsibility to learn how to disagree well. Otherwise, we are never going to change as a, as a society. We are going to keep going down this cancel culture, um, self-protective, vigilante world. So we have to own up to the fact that I have a responsibility to learn how to disagree with people. And it also uh, gives me a sense of awareness where people are at. Like, I really don't feed on everybody else's stuff. I'm more <laughs> what I'm putting on. But... Really, when I see people's responses and those type of things, it allows me not to judge them, but to recognize where they're at, how they feel, Mm -hmm. not for judgment, but for encouragement, for support. Um, First of all, I have to look, do I have a bridge of relationship? If I don't, I don't do anything. If I have a bridge of relationship, this is my opportunity to generate value. I think that's a great point. Because a lot of people are just getting in arguments with people that they never met or, and they're not even, sometimes it's not even real people. It's not even, you know, um, uh, maybe they're bots or whatever. Paid to make drama. (laughs) Yeah. So that's why, I mean, I just, I I use the internet for sports and, um, (laughs) I guess I just, I look at it. If, if you are engaging in, in social media or the internet, just be really aware that the way that you respond on the internet, like maybe you would say, well, I would never say that in person. Yeah. One, well, then don't do it online. But yeah. two, you're actually creating the acceptability within yourself that it is okay to, to treat a person like that, whether online or in person. So if you're doing it well, online- A lot of people are seeing it too. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess just for yourself, just be aware that if you are- doing it online, you're telling yourself that it's okay to do that in person, whether you think you are or not. And I'll speak to myself as well. I'm not preaching at people here. (laughs) And I think going, this is more relational, but one way I believe to have honor in the midst of disagreements is recognize no one will do it perfectly. Yeah. Not myself, not others. Mm -hmm. And so we have to go into what's that Luke 17 you know, on offenses will come, right? Yeah. So what what are we going to do? And Jesus told him, forgive 70 times seven. And they said, Lord, increase our faith. Yeah. It's the only place where it said increase our faith. It was when it came to dealing with offense. Yeah. So really 
overcoming offense comes from me connecting myself to the heart of God and being very quick to ask for forgiveness and being very, I don't have to wait for someone to ask me to forgive them. I just automatically choose to forgive. Mm -hmm. It's just a, a, a practice that we have to walk in that we're going to be very, very quick to forgive people uh, without them asking and it just being, this is what I do right now. I just choose to forgive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we're not going to do this right. No, no human being <laughs> is. So we just got to take yeah, it to our higher court. You know, yeah. if my God can forgive me of all my stuff, I'm going to choose to forgive others of theirs, right? Mm -hmm. The only um, relationships that we can work through to understanding are real ones. <laughs> yeah. And yes. ones that we're doing That's life so with. So, yeah. And I think too, this is maybe a side thing, but the more emotionally healthy we are, the more healed we are, the more we can open up our heart to more people. Mm -hmm. Because I'm stepping into relationship, not just for what I need, but what I can give. Mm -hmm. And so I think that helps me to be able to navigate the diversity of opinions and things like that, because I'm not just in that. Now I'm not talking about deep heart relationships, but I'm not just in that relationship for my sake. Yeah. But to really give my life for the good of others. And and I and I think that when we go into relationships, when it's not all about us, because the moment it becomes all about us, already we've laid a, a foundation that's setting us up for everything we've just talked about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's we need mutual, we need life exchange, yeah. right? Yeah. And and so three of those areas are what your family, right? Mm -hmm. um, the workplace, mm -hmm. if you work, and then church, right? So those are probably three main areas where we interact with people the most. And I would say those are the three main areas where we want healthy relationships and we most want definitely. to work through to understanding. Yes. Well, I just want to say something which would apply to all of those areas, but I think one thing that's really helpful in this, in learning how to disagree and maintain honor is how to have really good boundaries. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to help um, all of us. That helps all of us to um, be able to navigate this really well. So whether that is a family relationship that, um, you know, some relationships you get to choose <laughs> and mm -hmm. family you do to an extent, but they're family. So it's a bit tougher. I think family mm -hmm. can be the easiest and the hardest. Um, but there might be areas of disagreement with your family. And so your options are either, um, have really be able to work through it in a healthy way, which is the ideal. Or if you can't do that, because in order to work through a disagreement, ultimately you need both parties on board. So if you can't mm -hmm. do that, if you cannot get to that place, you might have to create some boundaries of, um, I love you. I want to honor you. I want to be able to be around you. Um, but in order to do that, we got to put up some boundaries here and say, uh, we're not going to talk about these particular things. Um, I've had to do that at times where it, it, 
I don't, you don't want it to separate the relationship. So you come at it with boundaries and you say, all right, my heart is fully open to you in this area. And in this other area, we're going to put up a boundary and say, for us to continue in an honoring way, we're going to close this off. I think, I don't know, the old saying, you don't talk about religion and politics at the dinner table. I think sometimes that's just a good idea. (laughs) If you, Mm, if you disagree and you can't do it in an honoring way, just create that boundary and say, all right, I love you. I honor you. We're, we're not going to go there. We're not going to go into that place. So creating healthy boundaries is huge on this topic of how to disagree while maintaining honor. If you've not heard of or read the boundaries book by doctors, um, Cloud and Townsend, I highly recommend it. Very Um, good. It's really, really helpful in how to navigate some of these things. And if you don't have boundaries, how will you know when you're being violated? How do, how do you know when someone is crossing the line? Mm. And so being intentional about what are the boundaries that I'm placing up? Because if you don't, then it's just a free-for-all and people mm-hmm. can treat you how mm-hmm. um, they deem is right. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I focus so much on... I know I don't have power over another and that's why we need boundaries because Mm. that's a choice I have to make. But I know that my first line of healthy defense is to make sure I don't violate the relationship. Mm -hmm. What is going to be the boundaries I set up for myself that Melody will or will not do? And I think one of the things is never let my heart grow cold. towards a person, Mm -hmm. that we might not have the closest of relationship, but I cannot let my heart get hardened. Yeah, I cannot grow cold. I cannot say, well, I don't care what they think. That's a song from the 80s. Is it? Don't let your heart be hardened. Don't let your love grow cold. Oh, that's a good, yeah, I remember (laughs) that. That's good. Petra. (laughs) The good stuff. And and I, because I think it's so important that, we guard ourselves from uh, stepping into an attitude that I don't care how I hurt someone else. I don't care uh, how they think or feel about something. When when I get to the point where I really don't care, then I have just crossed a boundary line that I am violating, Mm -hmm. you know, my God, I'm violating the kingdom. Like I am the one who's in the wrong, even if my opinion happens to be right. Yeah. You know, I'm in the wrong. So I think it goes back to, I don't know where I got this. Somebody must have said it somewhere along the line. Do we want to uh, be right or have relationship? Mm -hmm. And so I think we have to really keep that in mind. Just like you said, there's certain places we don't go because this relationship is too valuable. Yeah. So you give up your right to be right in that by just not discussing it. Mm-hmm. And all the things that we're talking about really only work if there's mutual value for one another. Yes. There's, there, there won't be value in disagreement or conflict if there's not a mutual respect for one another. Correct. Well, in saying that, well, what if a, the other person doesn't value you? That doesn't mean you can't still value them. Well, I agree with that, but it it just means that the relationship will either be super shallow or non-existent. Right. Yeah. And that's where... I mean, do you want to be in a relationship where someone doesn't value you? Well, Absolutely I just think not. sometimes we are. It's not going to be a relationship that grows. Yeah, but it's a, yeah, that's my point. It's a very shallow. Yeah. It's very like, hey, how are you doing? You know, how's the weather? How's the the Bears game? You know, and that's what it is. 
I think those are social connections. Yeah. Uh, and not necessarily relationship. I think when someone loves deeply because I'm speaking to one of them right now, <laughs> they think every relationship should be this deep, loving relationship. And some just aren't. Yeah. Well, <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> well, I recognize somebody else might not be able to do that, but I can choose to love deeply. That doesn't mean I trust deeply, but I can love deeply. So there is in- every relationship worth sacrificing for. Um I have to discern that. <laughs> but I You're more like a 90-10% like <laughs> yes, sacrifice. Well, what it is is I give opportunity. What someone does with that opportunity will determine my course of action. And that's through years of learning from the, the opposite or the correct, pain that it correct. caused. And because uh, you know, I recognize I can carry I know God put inside of me the ability to love. Mm-hmm. I know that's a part of who I am. I um, I love that part of me. Are you going to cry right now? Yeah, I'm about like, ready. Seriously. My eyes are tearing up. But- <laughs> I'm just in one of those moods today. It might not be a good podcast, but... <laughs> no, it's just good when I talk about love. You know, I get all of the- <laughs> She but, means it, people. She means it. Yeah, I mean, I'm she not, means it, and I roll my eyes. A, this is not just a saying something you're supposed to say. No, it's really a, my heart. But I recognize that's that's a gift that I carry, but it has to be stored righteously, and so it has to have those boundaries. It has to recognize how do people respond. I have to recognize is this. 30, 60, or 100-fold soil. Uh, So there's so many dynamics because the love is there, but how do I properly manage that love? And so that's where it goes into all the things that you just said, Joel, uh, and, you know, Katie with boundaries and, and applying wisdom because for me, love is not emotion. Love is a choice to do what's best for another person. Honor is a choice to do what is best for another person. So, but I need wisdom in those things. Because let's say you have a coin. Love is on one side and wisdom for its application is on the other. And so I'm learning through the years how to apply wisdom to my love. But I'm not letting go of my love. I just want the wisdom part I just there. want to backtrack a little bit because I'm I'm just thinking through um you were saying how it's either a shallow relationship or mm-hmm. um or it's not a relationship or it's a deep relationship but I'm sure. also thinking I think it can be categorized a little bit because I think even like in a in a workplace environment um we could have really wonderful mutual respect and value for one another's work yeah what you're doing productivity wise, you have the same, um, career, um, purpose or anything like that, but, but it's not a deep heart relationship. And Mm -hmm. I think that that can exist Sure. to where someone doesn't value your heart deeply and they're not super invested in your life, but Mm. there is an area of your life where they, they have, where you share a really high value. And that's where, 
you, I might have those boundaries of, I can work through a disagreement with you when it comes to work, because that's Mm -hmm. where we have the mutual value. Mm -hmm. But if it's something, um, if I have totally different moral convictions than you, then we have that boundary up to say, we're not going to go there in order to value this working relationship that we can continue to honor and work together really well, even though we have very different convictions in other aspects of our life. So you're saying relationships are complex? Yes, I think think they are, yeah. Yeah. I think why I said some of those things is I think that there's this false expectation of mm-hmm. what it means to love people in the context of the Christian perspective. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we should be de- devaluing. I don't think that we should be attacking. I think we should allow God to be the judge of certain situations. Like if I'm looking to be best friends with everybody <laughs> no. or I'm, no. you know, I recognize that some relationships are shallow I recognize that some relationships can be uh, very close and through time that's changed. Mm -hmm. You know, relationships are complex and they are ever changing. If you get stuck in your expectations of what this looks like, of what it means to, Mm -hmm. you know, love one another, I think... uh, Now, obviously, if you are abusing, well, that's not love, right? (laughs) So... I guess I'm kind of responding to maybe how you view the world, mom, like in how you express your love. Like I I joke sometimes like at church when I see you interact with people, you are just so amazingly happy to see people and you're like, oh, oh, I missed you. And uh," and I'm like, I don't know. Well, I think you guys are on the... Yeah. Quite opposite yeah. sides of that spectrum. So I'm not I'm not even saying right or wrong. I, I'm just saying it's okay to not feel like everybody needs to be um do you remember Anna Green Gables bosom buddy? <laughs> yeah. Bosom buddies, uh, you know? Kindred spirits. No, it, it was, was bo- both. She it was both. both. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Actually that relationship in that in that movie or that show was probably very codependent. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was sure. a very unhealthy yeah. relationship. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> never thought we'd be getting Anna Green Gables. You uh, would be bringing up Anna Green Gables. <laughs> well, that's what my mother made me watch when I was a child. <laughs> I didn't make you watch it, but that's uh, the only well, thing. She had her justice movies that we needed to <laughs> watch: Braveheart to, and Anna Green Gables. <laughs> that was the spectrum. Actually, I watched Braveheart before her, <laughs> and so. Yeah, I was a justice motivator. Maybe we need a, a podcast on what is love. Yeah. Oh, great. We, that would really take... I that would be a good podcast because there are so many definitions of love. Yeah, and exactly. I think, is this going to be a twelve-hour episode? Yeah. <laughs> and what, how you define it can either set you up uh, to impact the world for good or really harm you in the process. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like we've traveled around the world and back again. Yeah. Well, did episode. we answer all the things that we needed to answer? Because we want well, people to... Well, let's bring to... it back to the, okay. the actual topic here of how do you disagree while maintaining honor? I think we've given a lot of practical sure. um, things here. I, I would just say another great, easy, maybe not easy, but... Um, simple thing to apply is always search for the common ground because when you are with someone and you're in a disagreement, that's, it's easy to only see that like that you cannot connect Mm -hmm. with this person because you have a disagreement big or small. And so if you can be a really intentional uh, Mm -hmm. and ask the Holy spirit for help 
um, in this, just look for the common ground. What do you agree on? What yeah. can you find um, that is similar <laughs> between you that you can move forward from there? Because if you're in the swirl of emotion of disagreement, it's going to be really hard for you to work through that in a healthy way. So if you can kind of do things to disarm the emotions, one of those is just time and space. Um, another one of those is um, being grateful for that person, which can be really hard in the heat of things, but also just looking for that common ground uh, and going from there. Because a lot of times, once you hit that point, if you can get to that stage of finding common ground, you will be able to work through the disagreement. Yeah. So some of the practical things that I was thinking about uh, with with disagreement is don't rely on assumption, seek understanding. Mm, yeah, yep. and this kind of goes with the first, the one that I just said was refuse to hold court in your mind. Yep, especially on hearsay and assumption. <laughs> you know, so if you've already uh, tried the person in your mind and found them guilty, yeah. then mm-hmm. you're kind of setting up the, uh, failure. In, in, in communication when you talk with them. Also is recognize your personal standard is not the standard. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's good stuff. <laughs> and lastly, uh, take notice when you're afraid because when you're afraid, you will do crazy things. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's good to just even ask the Holy Spirit because a lot of times yeah. you will not recognize that you're functioning in fear. Mm. And that's where a lot of the relational mess can come from. So if you can just stop and say, Hey, Holy Spirit, yeah, am I, you know, show me where I'm acting in fear because perfect love casts out fear. Mm-hmm. So if you can recognize where you're where you're functioning in fear, cast that out, then you're inviting that perfect love to come back in uh, and to be the one navigating your relationship and your ability to work through to not only understanding, but to love Mm -hmm. with that person. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. So um, another one, which I think you said earlier, is just assume the best. Um, Keep God as the judge, which you already covered there. Um, And just choose to be, choose not to join the narrative of uh, virtue signaling and cancel culture, <laughs> which mm. are big problems in our in our culture today, uh, and just choose to lean into validation, which we talk a lot about here uh, at Giving Light and in this podcast. Uh, if you can lean towards speaking the good about someone, it's going to again help you to disarm those emotions, work through a conflict, work through a disagreement. Um, if it's someone close to you, if it's someone. You, no matter what, whatever the relationship is, um, finding what God says about them, finding those positive validating things are going to help you to work through um, and to grow your relationships rather than disconnecting and pulling them apart. All right. Any closing thoughts? They're quiet. So we're going to end it at that. Uh, we are looking forward to, we're, we're planning to do some Q&A episodes in, in the near future. So I'm excited to try a little bit of a twist on our format. Uh, we'll see how that goes. It'll either go really well or really terrible, but um, that's the exciting part. You get to see which way it goes. <laughs> so um, thanks for sticking with us and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to Life Exchange. We'll be back next week with more conversation on topics of life and leadership. Until next time, be sure to check out our website at givinglight.org, where you can learn more about our church and access loads of resources to help you grow in your walk with God and people.
If you like what you heard today, we'd be grateful if you would leave a five-star review and share with your friends. Be blessed. Remember to shine your light and have a great week. Thank you.